Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Welcome to the Kent Online Podcast on Tuesday, July the 7th. Our top story today is all about care homes and some controversial comments made by the Prime Minister. Boris Johnson suggested too many care homes didn't properly follow procedures during the coronavirus pandemic. Well, that's caused a lot of anger among staff and managers, and there are calls for the PM to apologise. The National Care Association is based in Medway. Its chair is Nadra Ahmed. I think it's one of the most disappointing things I've heard Um, come out of government in relation to this pandemic and the care sector. Um, When you think they stood clapping and um, talked about social care in the way that they did, they've used those same hands that they were using to clap, to slap across the face of social care. I think he very clearly said, um, uh, in the way that he said it, uh, that care homes were to blame because they didn't follow guidelines. And that in itself is a huge insult to the sector when the sector followed all the guidelines. And actually, some of the guidelines we had to point out were not right when they came out and worked very hard with government to get the right guidelines out. Everything was late coming out. It wasn't our fault that PPE wasn't available because it was diverted to the NHS. It wasn't our fault that testing was not available in care homes when we were asking for it. It's not our fault that we have been trying very hard to get the staffing right in social care um, over the last decade. Uh, And we had 122,000 vacancies prior to the pandemic because of the image of social care and the funding of social care. But just if you look at the pandemic, some of the mistakes that have been made and the way that it's been handled um, in relation to the social care sector, I'm absolutely stunned that the Prime Minister thought it was appropriate for him to make that comment. And I think he should retract that comment and apologise because this sector has looked after some of the most vulnerable people through this pandemic and they've done it not having been shielded as a sector, but being left to deal with it in their own way, whilst all the attention was put onto the NHS. Even the funds that were released have not reached the front line because of the way that they've put it out. So so there have been so many errors, and we've been very, very careful not to be too critical. But to hear this from the Prime Minister is absolutely appalling it's disheartening for that for the sector that has worked so hard to deliver the care that it has done and our workforce are exhausted from what they've been doing and none of that is measured none of it's been valued and none of it's been acknowledged I think at a time where the sector, we've got um, uh, the the head of the NHS talking about um, social care uh, being funded properly and proper reform coming into place. People have acknowledged what social care does. And, and what this comment tells me is that the understanding and value of social care within the decision makers, within government, is just not understood. And I think that 
that's very, very disheartening. And I just want to say to all providers out there and all the care staff out there who have worked through this pandemic, that they hold their heads up in pride despite this consistent denial. They have done an amazing job and um, and we acknowledge them. And I think most people out there will be acknowledging the role of social care throughout this. Downing Street have now said care homes have done a brilliant job under very difficult circumstances. Next today, and there are concerns about the impact of the pandemic on prisoners in Kent. Inspectors say inmates at Maidstone Jail have been kept in their cells for 23 hours a day and had no face-to-face contact with the outside world for at least 12 weeks. They also raised concerns about an increase in self-harming. A new drive-through coronavirus testing site has opened in Kent today. It's at the former Manston Airport site in Ramsgate and is one of three in the county alongside those already running at Ashford and Ebbsfleet. Anyone with symptoms is encouraged to get a free swab test which can be booked online or by calling 119. Now, a charity is warning a big increase in fly tipping during lockdown is harming the Kent countryside. The Woodland Trust has kept many sites in the county open, giving people access to woods and wildlife. But a jump in visitors has led to a massive surge in littering. It's going to cost more than £133,000 to clear up mess across the UK. Joe Middleton is one of the charity's site managers. We're just hoping that people realise that you know these places are looked after by people. There isn't magic fairies that go into the woods and make everything disappear. There's people who are spending money and time clearing up other after people, and you know we need to make sure that we leave it in a, in a good estate as we found it. Kent Online News. A lorry driver's admitted trying to smuggle eight million pounds worth of cocaine into the UK through Kent, hidden among toy bricks. Border Force officers found 80 kilos of the Class A drug when they stopped a 45-year-old at the port of Dover in May. He's due to be sentenced later this week. A woman who caused a crash near Ashford, leaving a biker with catastrophic injuries, has handed back her licence and says she never intends to drive again. It happened near Warehorn last August as she pulled out of a junction after failing to see him approaching. 73-year-old Judy Older from Mill Road in Aldington admitted causing serious injuries by driving dangerously. She's been given a suspended sentence and banned from the road for two years. It's the 15th anniversary of the 7-7 terror attacks on London. 56 people died when bombs went off on three tube trains and a bus during the morning rush hour. Among those killed was Philip Russell, who grew up in East Peckham and died in the bus blast in Tavistock Square. A king couple are giving evidence at the start of a case at the High Court on humanist weddings. As we told you last week, Victoria Hosegood and Charlie Janeway from Tunbridge are calling for the law to be changed so they're legal. At the moment, anyone wanting a humanist wedding also needs to have a civil ceremony too. Now, the shrine of St Thomas Becket in Canterbury Cathedral has been reconstructed digitally 850 years after he was assassinated. It was one of the most important pilgrimage destinations in medieval England, but was destroyed during the Reformation in 1538. Experts have spent the past six years creating it virtually, so we can see what it would have looked like. John Jenkins is one of the historians who's been working on it. The Shrine of St Thomas in Canterbury was uh, erected in the years before 1220 
Um, Thomas Beckett was murdered in 1170. It was a very shocking murder. Authorised, it was thought, by the king. Uh, St Thomas was believed to have died for the liberties, the rights of the church. Uh, he became very quickly uh, one of Europe's most popular saints, not just in England. And people uh, came from all over because he was uh, reputed to perform miracles at his tomb. Uh, in 1220, at Canterbury Cathedral, they moved his body from his original tomb site to this huge shrine uh, in the Trinity Chapel um, on a marble base about seven foot high with um, a, a long golden casket adorned with jewels and gems and precious stones on top which held his body. It stood there uh, as the most important pilgrimage site in England. Uh, people came just to see how marvellous and golden it was, how opulent it was. Uh, it stood there until uh, 1538, when uh, King Henry VIII, uh, as part of the dissolution of monasteries, uh, tore it down. And um, after that, he completely obliterated it, smashed the marble to pieces, took all the gold off to his private treasury. So we only have a really sort of vague idea of what it looks like. And uh, one of the things we've done with the models that we've created is to try and recreate uh, that image of the shrine that was such an important part of medieval England. We made the models to help visitors to Canterbury understand how the space would have been used, what pilgrims would have seen, but also how they would have interacted with that amazing golden shrine. And we've got animated figures uh, of medieval pilgrims dressed accurately in early 15th century clothing. The date of the shrine is very specifically 1408 we picked. So we can show uh, modern visitors how exactly how medieval pilgrims or the ways in which medieval pilgrims would have interacted with this shrine. And we're looking to sort of build on these models as well. Uh, so at the moment they exist as videos, but um, we've put parts of the models up on a 3D modelling site called Sketchfab so people can sort of play around with them. Um, we're looking at how we could maybe get VR involved so people can have that really immersive experience you know, through their smartphones. We've also modelled um, the whole of the city of Canterbury, um, as it would have looked in the mid 15th century, in in the round in 3D. So you could, once we get it a bit further down the line, effectively you could drop yourself into medieval Canterbury, start walking around as it would have looked then. Um, possibly even when you're walking around modern Canterbury, you could do that. Um, and one of the things we're really keen on doing is working out how we can, what you say, gamify this. You know, how can we get people to sort of engage with these in the way that they would with a video game? Because we know that that is a really good way of getting particularly young people involved with heritage. It is effectively the future uh, of heritage. Digital heritage is such a big thing. It has that ability to to do something a flat drawing can't, which is to, to, show, to show things in the round. You can also have points you can click on. To get further explanations you can put much more layers of information in something um, that then people can can extract from that and and really you know that really completes the visitor experience or it can get it can add a lot to the visitor experience sticking with canterbury cathedral and another one of their resident cats has gone viral after stealing a vicar's milk during an online prayer service tiger jumped up onto the table next to the dean while he was broadcasting a few weeks after Leo was seen disappearing under his robes. Follow Kent Online on Facebook and Twitter to see the video. Well, that's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Just head to iliftmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.